0: You find
1: people that basically can't make enough uh, to 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 eat before they go into the fields. I don't believe that. I think that you're looking at other places that are not central Romana.
2: People actually who focus on and go like getting an orgasm never get one. Pull up your
3: socks and figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> Any chance we'll ever get to be a completely red state? Oh yeah. And for the future it's
4: always uncertain. But more uncertain now.
5: And uh, listen. Blue Ivy is six years old,
6: Beyoncé's days, and she tried to outbid me on a painting. Everybody in Atlanta right now at the Louis Vuitton store, if you black, don't go to Louis Vuitton today.
7: In
8: five, four, three, two... Hello, and welcome to Grubstakers, the podcast on billionaires. My name is Yogi Polywall, and joining me on this episode are my fellow Mountain Mamas.
7: Andy Palmer. Steve Jeffries Sean P. McCarthy
8: And today we will be covering the West Virginia Governor Jim Justice uh, By the way, that name, Jim Justice, very generic uh, mm. to have controversy sick You you look up, like, Jim Justice scandal and it covers everything from, like, the Justice to Jim Crow laws Like, it's just such a beautifully generic name That More
7: like Jim Injustice Okay, all right <laughs> That's a bit of an irony, is that the only justice in West Virginia is the governor <laughs> Uh, certainly not the labor laws.
8: Certainly not. Uh, to begin our episode on him, Jim Justice. Let's. Well, it is
2: injustice that the order of society <laughs> is centered.
7: uh was... He actually became the governor by eating the previous governor. <laughs> I forget if I probably made these jokes on our uh, Illinois Pritzker episode. Sure. The sure. fattest man in uh, Illinois or West Virginia just gets to be the governor. I but mean, you know what? Let's 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 bring it back.
8: I think the country would be in a better state if the fattest person in each state was able to lead the nation. You <laughs> that's know?
7: why that's why Yogi's leading this episode. <laughs> You know what I think it is dirty is Mick.
8: if you're
2: a billionaire, no one fucking wants you at high levels of power. Like Bloomberg right. got close with New York City because you can buy that position. Mm-hmm. But if you're like running for a governor and uh, like fucking California and you're mm-hmm. skinny. People are going to be like, go fuck yourself. You've already got everything you need. But if you're right. like a right. flubby dipshit, <laughs> like, you know, Pritzker or Justice, they'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. He's like us. Right. right, right. We
0: have a different rule for mayor. It's the whoever's the, whoever's the richest person in New York City is automatically mayor. Mm-hmm. And they got, they struck down that law. Well,
8: that is a decent question that like, okay, who controls things more? The person that's elected in power or just the richest person in that area? Because in West Virginia, it's technically both right now, but... For the rest of the country, it is a decent question to ask who runs shit more, your local representatives or someone that just has the most amount of money in each state? Oh, it's the money. Like Amazon is just kicking the, you know,
2: Seattle and Washington state governments around. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think when someone wants to run for governor, it's like, well, they want, they, they want to sweeten the pot a little more. Or they, they, like, maybe they just want an
7: extra edge right. in their it, dealings. It, it is always fun when I go back to Seattle and visit my parents. I'm like, I don't remember growing up in an Amazon.com company town, <laughs> but apparently this is an Amazon.com company town now.
8: For listeners that haven't looked Jim Justice off, he is six foot seven and a 350-pound man. Hmm. Uh, he has...
7: Got to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers.
8: <laughs> uh, he is has a sandwich named after him at the local Arby's but at Hardee's there hangs a handwritten note Hardee's gals please take care of big Jim a great guy signed Donald J. Trump so you know just great company this Jim Justice guy you imagine you work at a fast food restaurant you have to walk by a fucking handwritten note by Donald J. Trump that this other fat ass is a decent guy
0: (laughs) it's like the government the governor ever comes in here Treat him differently than all of your other customers. <laughs> By that, I mean, much better. Right, right. right. Don't,
8: don't spit in his food twice,
0: He doesn't just pay. once. <laughs> he doesn't pay, and he doesn't tip. Right.
7: We're going to get to it, but obviously Jim Justice made his money off coal mining. So, mm-hmm. you know, his sandwich, it's the only one that'll give you black long after eating it.
8: Why's it got to be black? Mm-hmm. Um, briefly, before I continue this episode, I want to make it clear that, you know, for all the dunking and making fun of Jim Justice we'll be doing on this show about his weight and just everything else about this man child trust fund
7: kid uh, he's he, a good man, and he's got a good soul deep down. Well, he is. We like the guy. You yeah, know, we only, right. we only joke about the ones we love. We roast the <laughs> ones we love. Every billionaire we love.
8: But the thing I want to make clear is that Jim Justice is in a state that is in dire conditions. Like, mm. there, there's poverty in every state of this country and around the world, but some of the worst of it currently exists
7: in West Virginia. But, Yogi, that's unfair. It's not like he can do anything about that, being only the richest man in West Virginia <laughs> and also the governor.
0: <laughs> I like how you began this, like, as fat as he is west virginia still has problems though <laughs> his
8: bmi is not the biggest problem of west virginia it's crazy the, the voters <laughs> are getting together like we elected the fattest guy we could find <laughs> why won't these education
7: scores go up
2: you know that he's never been inside like one of his own mine shafts <laughs> yeah because
8: no, that is an occupational hazard uh, yeah there can't was fit in there <laughs> He used to, but now not anymore. That's Um, actually
7: when they want to seal them up for environmental purposes. They just stick him in there.
0: (laughs) He's been, he's a coal man. Coal's been in his family for a while, right? Mm
8: -hmm. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been there for generations. Yes. So, you know, from all the coal jobs that were lost to the temporary cessation, which we'll talk more about this episode, and obviously how the opioid crisis is affecting the citizens of West Virginia to the fact that they rank nearly last in infrastructure economy and in healthcare and education. Like for every dig you'll hear on Jim Justice today, I want the audience to remember that the state is in dire condition. Counties such as McDowell County, West Virginia are being gutted around the country. And so as much as I'm shocked that they put their faith in a fat-ass coal billionaire for governor. I'm not surprised that people who didn't see progress in the system that existed chose to put their faith in a local rich boy who they hope would do them right. Because it's like, if you're living there and shit's just been terrible from floods to the pandemic to everything, and you're just like, well, you know what? That rich guy's always been rich. Hopefully he fucking can help me out because none of these these other fuckers have done shit. Hmm
7: yeah and it's interesting i mean first of all west virginia is very when we talk about the opioid crisis in the united states that's obviously ground zero you mm-hmm. know there's towns in west virginia where like a hundred people live there and 10 million fucking oxycontin pills yeah. were sent in. that's right and i'm only slightly exaggerating no, of course like, yeah. the numbers are very close to that and you know and it's also a, a state that had uh, some of the most militant Labor action in all of the United States, you know, like actual pitched battles between you know Pinkertons and coal mine workers and stuff. And apparently, justices' ancestors were on the <laughs> other side of that.
2: But you can just see how flying, like flying like the first biplane ever invented. In order, <laughs> just okay, just they weren't bombing, flying the right flyer sorties. but you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. the, the first bomber ever invented was like his family to drop on striking <laughs> yeah. miners. Right, who's a
0: guy just using his hand to drop bombs? Right, yeah. right, of course.
8: Yeah so yeah it was justice's dad that's what i'm saying <laughs> so jim justice is clearly a trust fund baby whose family's wealth got him in the position he's in with his power he's turned uh, reputable companies and his own state into a charlatan's wonderland with a worker's injury rate that is four times higher than other coal mines
7: mm. uh it would is, that's just at his companies
8: yes the four times injury rate yeah yeah okay yeah i
2: mean uh, the uh, Coal mining is a notoriously safe thing, so it probably can't be
8: that much if it's four times higher than the other ones. You know, as governor during COVID, he has these hour-long plus weekly YouTube addresses to the state where he'll read the COVID information and, like, read people's names that have uh, gotten uh, infected by COVID, and he has a bulldog named Baby Dog, and, like, the man's a fucking joke is what I'm trying to say. Uh, There's a clip of him and Baby Dog.
4: If you won't do it for your family, you've got to get vaccinated for baby doll. Now, she <laughs> wants you vaccinated so badly, and she's going to absolutely be the one to lead us through on this, all these incentives, and without any questions, she'll give you a high five right now. He but looks like he's already died get of yourself COVID. <laughs> vaccinated. Get vaccinated for you, for your family, for your loved ones, and absolutely for this little cute little face. You know, I gave you a pr- this,
8: this is this is the, the man that we're talking about tonight. Could be worse, I suppose. He I like how he's promoting
2: uh, vaccinations like with the same voice and like cadence as like, "Well, you know, my my employers say I'm crazy <laughs> for
7: selling rugs so cheap. <laughs> right, right. It is nice, like, you know, having a bulldog is he He gets to have something near that's, like, has worse breathing problems than he does.
0: <laughs> I thought he was going to go on to brag
8: about getting vaccinated once a day. He, like, he doesn't know that you're supposed to stop it Stop too. it too, right. He, like, apparently West Virginia had, like, higher numbers, but then now they somehow suck for some reason. But... The incentives uh, Jim Justice has offered are: he'll three get- hits of OxyContin. <laughs> you get vaccinated in West Virginia. He he's like giving away a hundred and fifty thousand dollar wedding of your dreams. Ooh. Free gas for ten years if you win the lottery of the vaccine. Choose uh, WVU football or basketball season ticket package for two. Premium ATV or side by side. Top of the line zero turn lawnmower or luxury high end cars. Weekly prizes for those eighteen and plus. Obviously, if you're if you're younger than eighteen, sorry, he's not gonna give you any of this shit. Basically, but I mean, the man is a bit of a goof if you ask me. Just listen to his voice.
4: Prediction on the uh, on the Super Bowl outcome and. I- I've got my little buddy here and everything, and this, this I've got to reveal the expert that has uh, led me to this prediction, and come here, little baby dog.
8: He's using his dog to do the Super Bowl prediction.
4: Okay, and here's how she did it. She said, Tampa Bay. That's he moved the dog's One, hand. two, three, one, 31, and Kansas City.
8: No, I'm not going to watch it.
2: <laughs> and, then, and then she mailed the players a bag of cash that says you can throw this <laughs> or your wife can have a sniper laser on her head should you
7: decide to take a different route. It is like, you know, we're New York City kids. Uh, it's it, it could sound like we were making fun of, you know, the Southern accent and all that, but it's just like, It is honestly, when you're like a trust fund kid like this guy, you Mm -hmm. know, your, your dad owns like one of the the most profitable coal mines in all of West Virginia. Right. The accent is, it almost makes, it's like a shield. It makes you seem like more of a down home boy. Of course. Whereas opposed to like, you know, your typical like Williamsburg trust fund kid. No, of course. With their, you know, Minnesota accent. It's, 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 it's a way of being, the accent protects the rich people and makes them look down to earth essentially. Mm
0: -hmm. This is like George W. Bush. Yes. Definitely. Who grew up in what? Connecticut. Connecticut? Yes,
2: <laughs> I remember the the old Conan joke. First state quarters, like Connecticut, where presidents from Texas are born.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jim Justice is clearly a trust fund baby, whose whose family's wealth got him in the position he's in, and with his power, he turned uh, reputable c- companies and his own state into a charlatan's wonderland with workers' injury rate that is four times higher than other coal mines. Um, it would be very easy to summarize Jim Justice as a trump light politician with a foghorn leghorn personality.
6: Now, who's responsible, I say, who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person?
7: Yeah, he, uh, he actually owns, he's governor of the Looney Tunes universe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, though, would you say the the workplace injury rate four times higher? you So that's Jim Justice's companies or the state of West Virginia? No, Jim Justice's
8: mines, which he owns in uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, and a few others that we'll cover in a moment mm-hmm. here, the injury rate at those mines is four times higher than the other coal mines. Okay. When they were operating. When they which were operating, we will, which we'll also cover yeah. in a moment. Um,
2: yeah, he's a bit of an environmentalist in some ways.
8: <laughs> <laughs> you call him that, sure, um, I want to thank, uh, the user who sent us this episode, uh, Brendan M the wise man for sending us as billionaire. I know people have sent us suggestions and I assure you we are working through them all. We have them on a master list that we have etched in blood. Uh, if you have a billionaire suggestion, uh, you want to send it our way, send it to us on Twitter or Gmail, or if you want to stay undetected, uh, email us at our proton email. Yeah. And that's what,
2: if, if you want to know who's blood, just, uh, try to figure out which host goes silent halfway through <laughs> the episode mm-hmm.
7: that's why we don't do a video is because when we tell you guys that we uh we have a master list and a giant plan we're actually all winking <laughs> <laughs> we don't just throw these episodes together last minute that'd be ridiculous oh no, no of course not um
8: so to begin this thing, uh, before we do our bio, I want to uh, open with this article from 2011 that really spells out the Governor G- Jim Justice's lifestyle. It's by Neely Tucker from 2011.
7: Uh, Baby dog doesn't like that article you wrote about me. <laughs> 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 you know, you know uh, about dogs. They're much like pigs. They eat human flesh. You, you wouldn't want to be left alone with baby dog. I think I think you should make some corrections. I like how your Jim Justice is a little Elvisy. Like yeah.
8: he really has more swagger than Jim Justice. He's got more of a southern drawl. That's literally diabetes bringing him back to reality yeah. every few seconds. It's is more, that
0: even what West Virginians sound like?
8: Uh, it's it's sort of similar. Does he does he sound like them? Notable West Virginians are Steve Harvey, uh, Randy Moss, and uh, Bill Withers. I don't know if you know how any of those people speak, but they have us. A similar cadence. The difference is.
7: Oh, Lord, Jim Justice done <laughs> shot the baby.
8: The difference is, Jim Justice has never had to change his voice to appear more professional or more like a business person. So you just sound as much as himself right. as wants he wants to. he
2: goes in the other direction. That's right. It's funny, too, because his dog's a bulldog. And, like, I used to think those were, like, intimidating dogs mm-hmm. until now I know that, like, if one ever got excited enough to attack a person, it would
7: immediately die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of which, open bet on the podcast. The listeners can participate. Who dies first, Jim Justice or his dog? <laughs> oh,
8: that's good. That's a decent one, yeah. That's one. The dog is like,
0: you say it's like three years old or something? I
8: mean, it's not that old, but Jim Justice also doesn't look that good. And there are rumors about his health that... Uh, we'll cover in a little bit but uh well, people think always are thinking that he's gonna die basically and he's always like uh, the the rumors are not true i'm doing fine my health is just okay it's like that doesn't mean I've good been
7: seeing fidel castro's doctor and he says <laughs> i'm gonna live to 110
0: i've received over 50 pfizer
2: doses <laughs> it's it, it's
0: and incredible. i won an atv <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's incredible that he he makes his living off of uh profiting off of people who have to destroy their bodies Mm -hmm. just to put food on the table oh yeah and then he used that money to just destroy his
7: own body Mm -hmm. living Mm -hmm. it up Mm -hmm. it's true and you know jim justice if you're listening to this we will take this episode down if you rig the vaccine lottery for us (laughs) who's
6: who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person
7: it's, it's him talking to the creditors.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's on, he's on the phone with a, uh, like a Luxembourg banker.
8: Right. Right.
7: <laughs> yeah. We're going to like, <laughs> we're going to get to this, but when we say he's like Trump, he's like Trump in the sense that he does not pay his bills. No. And that's how no. he's a billionaire. It's <laughs> his house words. We do not pay. We do not pay our debts. And by the way, we should mention, you know, Jim justice was a billionaire But he's not now i mean we'll get to the reasons why but Mm -hmm. his estimated net worth it used to be 1.5 billion now it's like i think 450 million um but i believe when he was elected he was literally the only billionaire in west virginia Mm -hmm. and he's probably still the richest person in west virginia most likely yeah yeah but uh,
0: he was when he first came on our radar I believe, yeah, he was a billionaire. That's if we, correct.
7: If we'd done this episode sooner, but we put it on the back burner, and this fucker lost right. a lot of his
0: money. We wanted to honor some interest
8: from the listeners, and we're doing it. This will be something we cover. That he is certainly not a billionaire anymore. But does that matter in terms of how much power he's lost? Certainly, he's lost a lot of capital. But as governor, does what has he retained that he doesn't with this uh, massive amount of money he's lost? Which we'll cover in a moment here. All right. To cover this uh, beginning, I, this this, I, this opening of this article from 2011, I like I mentioned, is, is spells out the governor Jim's lifestyle. Uh, late on, on November 30th, a man named Jim Justice walked into Applebee's restaurant in this town in the southeastern corner of one of the poorest states in America. It was just up from the Walmart on Route 219 and hard by Interstate 64. He had a few friends and family members with him and a sheaf of papers in one hand. Justice, coach of the local high school girls basketball team, was celebrating a season-opening victory, an 81-43 blowout. This is a man who coaches high school girls basketball. And when he does, he tells them when they're 20 points more up, hey, keep going, which is the <laughs> spirit of high school sports to just blow out the other team.
7: Jim Justice walks into the Applebee's. They're like, no, sir, please. We don't have any more. We don't have any more food. <laughs>
8: Uh, justice is off the charts in terms of size of a human being. He stands 6'7 and weighs a good 350 pounds, 368 by the last of the count. Hmm. And he looked the part of a post-game coach, a shock of tousled white hair, slumped shoulders, loosened tie, dress shirt coming untucked under a rumpled blazer. I was yeah. surprised to see him... What's his, th- what's his bite strength, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> One, I was surprised to see him there for a couple of reasons. One, although we'd spent the day talking, we'd made no plans to meet here after the game, picking over thirteen dollars entrees. Two, Justice is a, at this time, 59-year-old billionaire, one of the wealthiest people in America, a West Virginia native who makes his money from corn, timber, and coal. He coaches as a release for his competitive streak, which, by the way, coaching high school girls and calling it a release, I don't like that at all. It fucking feels wrong and weird. Uh, That reminds me, I've been
2: um, searching mm BrainyQuote.com for uh, uh, justice quotes, and here's one. I'll say it in Jim Justice's voice. judges are the weakest link in our (laughs) system of justice, (laughs) and they are also the most protected. (laughs) And that is a quote from Alan
8: Dershowitz. Oh, Uh, wonderful. Yeah. it is
7: BrainyQuote.com. Jim Justice is like Frank Underwood, but all the episodes take twice as long because he's breathing so heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on
8: with this article, but the thing that made it truly spectacularly odd was the big man tucked in the tiny booth is the sole owner and proprietor of the Greenbo- Greenbrier Resort a few miles away in White Sulphur Springs. The sprawling 710 room white lace and patisse for icon of American history that has been a destination of presidents, celebrities, and society darlings for more than 200 years. He's the owner of every Dorothy Draper curtain, every column portico, it just describes everything there, and the restaurants. It's The hotel has nine restaurants and room service. He could reserve a suite. He could do anything in the glittering Jay Gatsby lights below. And yet, Here he sat beneath the dim lights in a wiped down leather booth at a spot that bills itself as the neighborhood, the Applebee's. He looked up and saw me at the bar. He laughed and held up the sheaf of papers. He tapped his watch and then made a gesture with his hands as if writing. The papers, I realized, were the contractual documents for a land deal we'd been discussing earlier in the day. He had until midnight to sign or it fell through. The deal was for 4,500 acres near Charlottesville, Virginia, near the homes of Presidents Monroe and Jefferson. The price was 23.75 million. I looked at my watch. It was 11:43 p.m. In the world of Jim Justice, 17 minutes to close on a 23 million and change deal while munching on mozzarella sticks at a chain restaurant beats the great Gatsby every time. So, to me, this is a portrait of a man that that we'll be covering today, a guy who runs up the score in a high school basketball game, shows up minutes before a restaurant closes and orders food, and waits till the last minute to finish paperwork. That's akin to me writing this paragraph minutes before we started this episode. I mean, this is to continually dispel the idea that a billionaire works hard. Like they're just procrastinating just as much as us. This motherfucker's showing up at Applebee's at eleven thirty and getting food and being like, "I gotta sign these papers real quick. If I don't do it by midnight, I lose this deal."
2: And they're like, "Look at his work ethic. As right. though like." <laughs> As though, like, you could have a job as a normal person
7: where you just eat mozzarella sticks and (laughs) sign your name.
8: And you wait till the
7: last minute. In fairness, based on his BMI, signing paperwork is extremely (laughs) difficult. This should be considered the equivalent to running a half marathon for the rest of us.
0: Okay, so the more average workers on the other side of that deal, so he's just making their lives hard for no oh, yeah. reason. Oh, no reason at all. Yeah, yeah. It's right to the deadline. Mm-hmm. And like there's probably some like closing attorney who's just like, where the fuck is this guy?
2: There's also I'm pretty sure there's not a fax machine in Applebee's. <laughs> so it's not like it matters whether he signs it at eleven forty-five. Or two a.m. Sure, or sure. even seven
8: a.m. the next day. I if there's some sort of like you take a photo with your cell phone, send it. Maybe, but point being though that like you know how many deals were delayed because he was like, I got to go coach high school basketball tonight. I got to really focus on this. Just today, actually, there was an article that put out that the high school boys basketball team, the school board voted against having Jim Justice as the coach, and when the students that were protesting about this were asked it was because Jim Justice doesn't show up to practice he only shows up to coach the games <laughs> <laughs> that's how half assing this guy is he's like I can't show up for practice I'll just be there for the games
2: well in his defense uh, a Jim Justice half ass is still a lot of ass <laughs> that's
7: true. this is a full ass Yeah. I read, uh, I read this Forbes article just like something kind of related to that there's a 2019 Forbes article by uh, Christopher Hellman Um, but so it's perhaps the only article I've ever read where uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia is the voice of reason. (laughs) That's Uh, right. They apparently hate each other. And so he's quoted in this Forbes article of saying of Jim Justice, quote, he just won't work. He doesn't show up. You can't run the state from Greenbrier. (laughs) That's just not the way it works. Because Jim Justice refuses to live in the governor's mansion. Mm -hmm. He lives in his own private residence. And there's actually, like, uh, I think a state senator in West Virginia who's proposed a bill to make it the law that the governor actually has to live in the governor's mansion so that he can do the the fucking job.
0: The, um... The staircase doesn't have the automatic chair,
8: <laughs> so like that's that's actually ableist of them. He wears three life alerts: one around his neck, one around his waist, and one near his ankle. yes yeah, is, is
2: the I don't think the West Virginia Governor's Mansion is a uh, scooter accessible. They're being
8: ableist,
0: actually. <laughs> that's right
7: yeah this is fat phobic but it's just so funny because it's like so we're going to talk he owns all these coal like Yoki mentions coal and other companies he hasn't divested from any of them he's barely put any of his assets in a blind trust so he's still running all his companies and he's the governor and he's a little league coach and he apparently doesn't show up for any of these things no he's at fucking Applebee's eating mozzarella sticks
2: yeah no I mean I I get the distinct impression that he he'll watch like basketball on TV and see the coach like throwing the clipboard (laughs) and he's like all right, that's what coaching is you show up you yell you throw so a, a clipboard mm-hmm. you say you go in
8: you come out and then you uh go to applebees there there is a short clip of him coaching from what i saw and uh, I don't go it'll shock you. He's sitting the entire time. And while he's sitting, he's holding his hands up going, girls, go on the other side, go on the other side. And it's like, that's not
7: how you coach. Uh, a coach that sits is a team that loses. I was going to say, like, just imagine, you know, running practice drills. What else could motivate you besides Jim Justice?
9: <laughs>
7: <laughs> so as of today, Jim Justice's net
8: worth is currently $453 million.
2: Oh, actually, I think I've got some insight into uh, his his coaching strategy. In the words of Plato, a justice means minding one's own business and not (laughs) meddling with other men's
7: concerns. Well, that's a convenient quote for a pedophile. (laughs) Does he do the halftime speeches? Uh, I bet. While sitting? He does half of
8: them. He runs out of breath. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, he's doing it, to as a general pr move oh why should we trust jim justice with anything well he coaches the high school girls basketball team he couldn't be that bad he's a
0: homegrown uh
8: west virginia boy right and yeah just like we elected he got in trouble because he called a different high school thugs and that high school happens to have more black people than his high school oh, does oh wow i would never have guessed that uh, when you from the first half of that sentence and he like he plays it off like i i, I thugs means people that commit violence and i saw the other team get into a fight <laughs> with some of the people in the stands and so that's why i called them thugs <laughs> this guy is the worst it's now not who's respons- i
6: say who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person
8: it's
2: Man. it's not because they're black. It's because for some they look like violent people. I can't pinpoint why, but it is not about their race. <laughs> it's
7: like Foghorn Leghorn like doesn't show up to half the Looney Tunes episodes. <laughs> he's, like, he's coaching girls soccer and running his company and shit.
8: <laughs> so, you know, we're not amending our billionaire rule on this show. Um, I just believe that in this episode I'll be able to show you why I think Jim Justice could very well become a billionaire again in no time with no real opposition um as of right now the only remaining billionaire as we covered is governor jb pritzker who we did an episode on it's episode 168 and his sister penny pritzker episode 169 nice um and now he's like a good governor and people like him mm -hmm. yeah i mean compared
7: to the rest of the fucking garbage It is like, I think we talked about this a bit on the Pritzker episode and a bit with Bloomberg. It's like, if you have a bunch of money, because that's like, that's how corrupt US politics is now, like, especially since Citizens United, it's like, if you're in politics and you have money, you can throw your money around in order to get your agenda done. Right, And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what has made, you know, Pritzker and, uh, in a different way, Michael Bloomberg effective. They were able to get their agendas done because they have so much fucking money. And then you know Jim Justice, uh, I mean it, he has a lot of money. He also owes a lot of money, and but but what I would just say is, when we were first looking at this episode, he was a billionaire, 1.5 billion. Now right. he's down, not a billionaire, 450 million net worth. I do think it is reasonable, as you are saying, Yogi, that he will be a billionaire again because if you are. In-state, go- if you are a governor and you have not divested from any of your companies, if you cannot become a billionaire, you might be the stupidest person <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> like, you literally have the power of a state right. to make your companies work. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, you saw
2: that dog video. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I wouldn't rule that out. He
0: uses the dog to choose his investors. Right.
7: <laughs> like, Jim Justice Just moves his skinny, miny, money moe. Jim Justice, if you're listening, we need you to become a billionaire again so that we're not breaking our rule by doing this episode. So get cracking. I mean, he doesn't just have money, he's got
5: uh, great cash, homie. <laughs> it might be
0: more fun. I think what he's doing might be more fun than making smart investment
8: decisions. Just
7: like eating your way to an
8: early grave. <laughs> um,. The drop you just heard was Randy Moss, one of the greatest.
6: Great cash, homie. <laughs>
8: also a West Virginia native. Oh. Um, so, to continue on with the bio of Jim Justice, born James Connolly Justice II in April 27, 1951, currently 70 years old. He is the 36th governor of West Virginia since 2017. I was able to find the obituary on Jim Justice's father, James Justice Sr., who died at the age of 68 and 93 when Jim Justice would then take over, which we'll cover later on. Mm. James Justice Sr. was president of Bluestone Industries, Inc. and Bluestone Coal Corp. of Beckley. He was the founder and past chairman of the West Virginia Mining and Reclamation Association and a former director of the Bank of Raleigh and a member of the National Coal Council. He was an engineering graduate of Purdue University and a U.S. Air Force pilot in World War II. Uh, He would also graduate from the Greenbrier Military School in 1943. And I couldn't find anything on Jim Justice Sr.'s father outside. But, I mean, him attending private military school, you know that they had money. It's not like Mm. they they, they grew up poor, which they they might have.
7: Military school. How could
8: that be relevant for dealing with labor (laughs) (laughs) disputes? Um But yeah, every single minor lawsuit or issue when it comes to black lung, to worker conditions, with everything I've just told you about the companies and the reclamation associations and the former director of the bank, like Jim Justice Sr. knew all that shit going on. It's not like they're like, oh, it's just a thing that's going on. Like no, their blood is in coal and their money is in their blood. It's funny you mentioned black lung because we were wondering earlier how
2: despite having one of the highest vaccination rates, West mm-hmm. Virginia now is doing so bad under coronavirus. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe there might be something affecting uh, their lungs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why this respiratory disease is
7: doing so well in West Virginia.
8: <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when it comes to those vaccine numbers, I, you know, I've watched more content on the poorest uh, populations of West Virginia And you know, for two decades, they've just been hosed in every way in terms of, of what politics have done for them and making sure that any of this shit from getting jobs back to the quality of life is just fucking piss poor. And so I, you know, I can empathize and sympathize with them for being like, maybe, maybe Rich Kid Jim Justice can help us because I'm not shocked that right now they're like, fuck the government (laughs) in terms of vaccinations because they, the government ain't done shit for them.
2: You know, I, I, I'd also wager that like, you know, because the government's fucked them over so much, most people are probably just staying home and the people who, who would vote, maybe not the, the brightest bulbs in the world. And so they're going to turn on their TV and the guy who's buying the most ads is, you know, the billionaire. Sure. Of course. So that's, that's where they're, they're going to be like, oh, well, he's uh, on TV, vote for him.
7: Yeah. And I think we've um, I'm trying to remember the actual episode, but I know we've talked about black lung a bit. There's a very good frontline documentary about kind of the uh, there's been like a major resurgence of black lung. And Mm -hmm. part of that part of that is fracking, Um, uh, you know, and like these other new mining techniques where Mm. essentially they're just like going deeper down and uh, a lot of the the dust particles are not the same as it was when the the coal mines were less developed basically so a lot of these miners are like they're more likely to have health problems today and then it's like you know these people have been like getting literally killed by pinkertons and fucked over by their bosses for mm-hmm. you know more than 100 100 plus years and then now we're in this situation where the global economy is changing coal is on the way out And it's like, they're out of work, and we just don't... The United States is not a government that's going to help you when you lose your fucking job. You're out of work, you got health problems or black lung or whatever, and, you know, so it's like, I I, I feel all the sympathy in the world for the people of West Virginia, because they've just been fucked from every single angle possible. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, you know, I...
8: I can't imagine the, how shitty the fucking life can be to I be think, the poorest population in West Virginia right now.
2: I think they could benefit from some classes on how to start a small business. <laughs> oh, good. What about to code? Right. Learn to code. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I think, you know, if if they spent all this energy they put into moping around and coughing out the black <laughs> sludge, if they if they took all that energy and put it into JavaScript. That's right. Sure, and sure. you know React and um,
0: startup Code Academy. Yeah. You know, well, two hours might change your life on there.
7: Hacker Rank, man. Uh, solve some problems. Yeah. If uh, if you're poor and listening to this in West Virginia, you only have yourself to blame because Grubstakers will pay you seven twenty-five an hour to do <laughs> SEO for our website <laughs> and moderate our forums.
8: Well I will say this, the people of West Virginia uh, can be very proud of their coal mining past uh, such as one person that now hosts several TV shows was being challenged when it came to their state's sexiness level.
5: Hi Steve, a recent survey revealed that Hawaii is the sexiest state but your birthplace of West Virginia is least sexy. How can you get your fellow West Virginians to up their sexy meter? Whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean, West Virginia ain't sexy? You know. Oh, 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 why oh, you this? Oh, 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 you mean just because we ain't got beaches? <laughs> oh, I got news for you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a coal miner before? You ever seen a man covered with with soot from head to toe, sweaty, muscles shimmering in the light. You ever, you ever been with a mountain man, being down to his stomach? You don't even know what you're missing. Have you ever... Let me ask you something. Have you ever been to the Bluegrass Festival? Have you ever been to a hog slaughtering? You don't know nothing. Stop looking like you're going to throw up. You don't know nothing about sexy. Girl, you ain't seen sexy. West Virginia got it going on. My daddy was a coal miner. I'm from West Virginia. Girl, don't make me open this jacket.
8: Don't make him open that jacket, Andy. Don't. I,
2: I wouldn't. It's a very nice jacket.
5: Matter of fact, as soon as you meet you a West Virginia man, marry him right away. West Virginia is sexy. <laughs>
7: I hope he becomes like the Matthew McConaughey and runs against Jim Justice for governor. I would
8: love that. I think that'd be fantastic. Oh, gov-
7: gov- governor Steve governor Harvey. Herbie.
8: What's his platform?
5: West Virginia sexy!
2: <laughs> I'm already committing voter fraud to vote for him for governor. <laughs> off of that alone. Oh, I mean, a, a man who's got the balls to uh, go on TV and argue for sexiness. Have you ever seen a hog slaughtering? <laughs>
7: Oh, Lord, Steve Dunn shot the hog. <laughs> but alas, we're
8: not talking about Steve Harvey. Today, we're talking about...
6: Now, who's responsible? I say, who's That's responsible right. for yeah. this unwarranted attack That's, right,
7: That's right, Steve Harvey. Get your bread up if you want a Grubstakers episode, okay? <laughs>
2: oh, I, I think I've got some insight into how he uh, want, how he became uh, governor. Hmm. Um, here's, here's a quote. <clears throat> uh, finally, uh, let us understand that when we stand together, we will always win. When men and women stand together for justice, we win. When a black, white, and Hispanic people stand together for justice, we win. That's a, on Bernie quote, it's a quote from uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, not as good as... West Virginia sexy! I
8: mean, that's, that's, got a that's how you win West Virginia.
7: Alright, let's go back to the bio. <laughs> you know, West Virginia's sexy is also it's also on the sign outside of the uh, the brothels where people traffic themselves to afford their oxycon. <laughs> Continuing on with the bio of James C. Justice II,
8: C stands for Conley. He was born April 27th, 1951 to James Connolly Justice and Edna Ruth Justice. He attended uh, Raleigh County Public Schools and graduated from Woodrow Wilson High School in 1969. He, like his father, attended Greenbrier Military Academy as a postgraduate.
7: That's good that he kept up the workout routine.
8: <laughs> Comforter Justice went to Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia and was captain of the golf team for two years before entering his undergraduate degree and a master's in business administration. The governor joined his family business in 1976. Because of his strong interest in nature and the outdoors, he started Justice Family Farms in 1977 in beautiful Monroe County, West Virginia. Mm. Under his direction, Justice farming operations grew to the biggest agricultural enterprise. His companies farm more than fifty thousand acres of corn wheat and soybeans in west virginia virginia north carolina and south carolina so this man owns the southeast it's not like he's just got west virginia in a lock hold he he's the biggest farmer uh east of the mississippi river
7: yeah i don't know if you're gonna get to it but i read some stat about like his dad sold a lot of the coal mining properties for some crazy number like several hundred million or something i mean um I don't know if you have like a number for his dad's like approximate net worth, but when we say he's like a trust fund kid, he definitely started out like an inch from home plate. Yes,
8: I don't have a number on his dad's net worth, but are you referring to the Meckel Russia deal? That might have been it. Yeah, you, that's that's Jim Justice. This that's this guy. That's not his dad. Oh, that, okay. That's later on. We'll we'll talk about that. About that. Um.
2: Yeah, but he's so fat that even an inch from home plate will make him
8: wheeze and and cough because he's fat uh he's a longtime member of the national corn growers association and a seven-time national corn growing champion i don't even know they had that shit but i'm sure that jim justice just bought his way to those positions right
2: oh are you are you questioning the integrity of the national corn
8: (laughs) growing championship yeah oh yeah I think Jim Justice decided to give them a whole bunch of...
5: Great cash, homie. uh. He
8: he was toiling in those
9: fields.
2: (laughs) Plowing by... He did not even have an oxen to to push his plow. He pushed it by hand using his giant frame and just leaning against it. (laughs) He rigged up the plow to him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then after it was all ploughed, he went back and he scattered the seed.
6: Now, who's responsible? I say who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person?
7: They just like they put him in the grain silo to just like keep the uh, <laughs> right right keep the uh, the balance going. <laughs> the lack of grain yes. is made up for with his heft right yeah yeah when they, when they, they that's how they rip off uh when they're they, when they're wholesaling grain they right. just put them on the scale <laughs> see if they don't notice um well i did want to say uh, uh jim justice according to forbes uh he has a self-made score of four out of ten oh which means that his high. father had 10 billion dollars that's right because mm-hmm. i think we've learned any self-made score less than seven means their father was literally a billionaire
8: yeah i mean adjusted for fl- inflation i think you're probably one thousand percent is that correct. like kendall jenner is more self-made than him that's right yeah i think according her was to six. forbes yeah you know i did look into jim his dad the justice senior and that guy has like three to seven different coal mining uh patents and so, you know, in terms of Jim Justice Junior.'s like, you know, prowess in all of the other states for mining and and farming and stuff, it's just name recognition. Your dad helped us do all that shit. Sure, we'll we'll let you do whatever the fuck you want in the Southeast Corridor.
7: Yeah, I was gonna say for our listeners, like uh, you might not know Jim Justice's dad, but like any uh, Woody Guthrie or Pete Seeger song about labor, that's actually about <laughs> Jim Justice's dad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So Jim Justice uh, is a member of the National Corn Growers
8: Association and the Champ... Also the
7: National Corn Eaters Association. (laughs)
8: Uh, He's fat, ladies and gentlemen. Profile on him. He's... uh, We got another half hour of these. He's a passionate sportsman himself. He developed Stony Brook Plantation.
7: Well, a, <laughs> now wait a minute, Yogi. It's <laughs> just for the people, profile. people trust us to say facts on this well, podcast. The,
8: the, the, it connects to the fact that he owns a 15,000-acre hunting and fishing preserve in Monroe County, West Virginia. <laughs> <Just like laughs>
0: he, um uh, mm-hmm. He fishes with bombs Right Yes Yeah. Well,
7: it's, it's like a survival of the fittest thing Any pheasant that can get more than 10 <laughs> yards away is safe He
8: just uses grenades He yeah. sits the entire time Well in 2016 Jim and his great bird dog companion Lily bagged 73 grouse In our mountain state you Listen The smoke up this guy's ass is a lot Because it's a big ass And so you really need to blow as much smoke as the ass can take um, So in 93 Jim Justice Sr. dies, and Jim Justice, our West Virginian Governor, becomes the President and CEO of Bluestone Industries, Inc., and Bluestone Coal Corporation. Uh, Over the next 15 years, Jim launched a massive expansion of multiple businesses, which included significant coal reserve expansions, Christmas tree farms, cotton gin, turf grass operations, golf courses, timber enhancements, and land projects, just to mention a few. Before becoming governor, he w- was the president and CEO of 102 different companies. So he doesn't just have, like, the governor's seat. This motherfucker had the fucking entire southeast area by the balls, if you ask me. Mm. Like,
7: that is an insane amount of companies to just be like, I run all this shit. I wanted to ask like just to kind of back up a bit. Um so I know his dad on the coal mining company. You looked a while back on his family tree. I mean like how far back does coal go in the family? I,
8: from what you were able to find. From what I found it just goes to his his dad. I don't think that his grandfather, who I did find Conley James' uh obituary, he lived till uh, or he he lived till eighteen eighty three, if I'm not mistaken, or no. No, he he was born. I can't remember, it, yeah, yeah. but basically I couldn't find shit on that guy. Yeah, His last name from that patriarch does link to a Kentucky Conley that's now um, a politician, I think a, ju- a judge or something. The point I'm trying to make is the Conley family, the Jim Justice Conley family in that region, they've just run shit. If I was able to look far enough back, I'm sure I could have found plantation owning whatever, you know?
7: They they survived the Civil War because Union soldiers thought they were too fat and funny to execute. <laughs> they were doing they were doing fatty arbuckle routines for Sherman's troops, and they were like, "Yeah, we won't put him against the wall." Uh, so he's born fifty one, and like his dad. Do you have the date? His dad like founds the coal company, or um, no? I, I I believe that. He- yeah, I don't have those dates, no. Okay, so, it, but it, it probably it's, goes back to, like, near his birth, basically. Basically.
8: The thing that's frustrating is you look up Bluestone Coal Corporations or Bluestone Industries, and you find, like, a thousand different companies. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, I, I tried to find dates on some of these facts that you asked, Sean, but the biggest problem is that it's so generic-sounding that you find Bluestone
7: operations that are completely unrelated to the ones we're discussing. mm well I mean it's just like it's an interesting thing with coal mining to me like or being a coal mining billionaire or whatever because it's like yeah this was a fucking great racket for the longest time this oh, yeah. was like where energy in the United States came from and you know as we all mentioned all the butchering of the union organizers and this kind of stuff like it was a great racket and now like that Jim Justice has inherited it it's not as much of a great racket anymore but it's uh it is it is just interesting to put in put in perspective like how how far ahead of the rest of us this guy started out? Certainly, I mean it. You know that that military
8: school he went to, Greenbrier, it's a museum after it shut down. Mm. Like how many schools you know of when they're closing down, they become museums to what they once were. Like it's a perfect example of like the amount of wealth required to be into uh, these
7: circles. It's what uh, Fidel Castro did to the uh, the mansions of the sugar farmers, or no, the uh, the sugar plantation owners sure, in right. Cuba. So yeah, any, any place that's like really horrific throughout history eventually becomes a museum. Oh yeah, certainly.
2: Or like a location for a wedding, like a (laughs) bunch of plantations are in the South. Oh yeah.
8: I mean, that thing he mentions for the vaccine being the 150,000 dream wedding, it's just him putting on a wedding at one of his locations. Like it's not, it doesn't, it cost him nothing to be like, yeah, we'll open a date for your future wedding lottery winner. Like, the man half-asses everything. It's a lot of ass, but it certainly is half-ass. Hmm. Um, to recover a bit of uh, Jim Justice, uh, when he, after college, beca- would become involved in the family business in 1977. These are additional companies after Bluestone Coal and Bluestone Incorporated. He started Bluestone Farms, an operation that grew to more than 50,000 acres in four states and is the largest grain producer on the East Coast. During this time, he also he developed fire for eating half the grain. <laughs> Well, he had to start it to make sure he'd be fed. <laughs> he misunderstood uh, <laughs> sell the best, drink the rest. I wish I got Jabba the Hut drops. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, he also would develop... Stu- I'll say. i say. I'll say, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll say
7: Jedi. <laughs> uh, Jim Justice has been tragically strangled by Princess Leia. I'm sorry. We got to end the episode you go into
0: jim justice's mansion he has the the blue elephant playing music for him. <laughs> and uh there's like a little weird bird animal sitting on top of
7: his belly that's <laughs> like that's what his bird dog is or lady bird what's his dog's name uh baby dog baby dog yeah mm-hmm. that's one of them baby dog laughs at all his jokes um
8: So yeah, so his dad dies in 93 and he just inherits all of the companies and just becomes, here's the keys to the empire, kid. Uh, In 2003, he would establish the James C. Justice Companies, Inc. to acquire additional mining operations. Uh, The business moved into Kentucky in 2007, Tennessee in 2009, and most recently into Wise County, Virginia. It was Bluestone Industries and related companies, West Virginia mining interests that Justice recently sold to the Russian company.
7: I did just want to mention uh, one anecdote from the uh, Chris uh, Hellman article in Forbes mm-hmm. uh, that Jim Justice tells about his own father, which maybe this will give you some like idea of both their personalities. Right. Uh, Jim Justice says that he was working at his dad's company at uh, 19 years old, and he goes into his dad's office, and he talks about, like, I have some sort of problem. I don't know what to do. And he says his father explodes up from the desk, grabs him, slams him against the desk and says there's always something to do remember that (laughs) you damn well better remember that Mm. so it's like that's the kind of man his father was yeah i mean
8: i'm not shocked that that dude was a psychopath Mm. like uh there's a photo of his dad from the greenbyer military and like you just know that that dude was like You can punch your way out of every fight
7: (laughs) right yeah that is true like oh four years of military academy made his father into a psycho who could have seen that coming like jim justice uh the governor he goes
8: to that military academy postgraduate so i don't even know why he's necessarily there like his dad was there like at the school of like you know learning the thing but I, it says it goes postgraduate I don't know man it's just a weird fucking thing
2: well they say that uh, military justice is to justice what military music <laughs> is to music <laughs> that is a uh,
8: groucho Marx. and so you know brainyquote.com moving forward to um some of the scandals we're going to talk about uh one of the first things is the loophole that Jim Justice uses to leave mines and workers idle. Um, This was an article from 2018 that talks about the temporary status to defer environmental cleanup and leave miners in limbo in some cases for decades. Mm. Um, There's this thing, it's a, that Jim Justice has exploited. It's a regulatory loophole that allows him to leave mines idle and defer environmental cleanup. Uh, This from Climate Home News. In Virginia, only one of Justice's approximately 20 mines still produces coal. Instead of closing the operations and restoring the land, his companies often place their mines into temporary cessation. Under this status, regulators allow miners to pause both production and land reclamation. Temporary cessation is meant to be used sh- a short-term response to low coal prices. In Virginia and other states, it must be reapproved every six months. Records compiled by this article show that coal mines belonging to Justice have been idle for years at a time. Unreclaimed idle mines means ongoing pollution and community health impacts while miners are put out of work indefinitely.
7: Yeah, but kids get to get murdered by a cool clown if they go in there. (laughs) So that's kind of cool. That's true.
8: The practice is not illegal, nor is it confined to Justice's companies. They discovered many companies, particularly in central Appalachia, using temporary cessation for extended periods. The thing that's crazy is that there's one guy, Bob Mooney, spent 20 years as a coal regulator, first with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, Division of Reclamation, and then with Federal Office of Surface Mining, Reclamation, and Enforcement. Temporary cessation is a very big loophole in the law that essentially allows a company to leave a site unreclaimed for long periods of time, he said.
7: I mean, so the loophole, as I understand it, is like when you're done with a coal mine, you're... you're legally required to like seal it up and do all this environmental stuff but Mm. essentially they all just pretend like yeah we're gonna get back to it any minute now we're gonna get back to it and they just don't
0: yeah essentially (laughs) nice but the it's you it's supposed to be in response to like you like Yogi said like lower it, it the lower coal prices temporarily make it uneconomical to operate the mine it shuts down for a while things pick up it goes back online right. and it's not when the mine is just depleted mm-hmm. or it becomes unusable for some other like natural reason like a flood or something mm-hmm. and so like a lot of the mines are nearing depletion and like it's been basically proven by the like their environmentalists who say like there's nothing left in there to get that would be economical even with higher prices so therefore you're just using this weird loophole. Yeah. And uh and the reason why they're really concerned with it is because um just just because they're not using it doesn't mean that the earth, like Mother Nature will just will slowly take it over with, you know, as it does. Right. But right. like that will happen, but on a much longer time time scale than we need it to. Because like the the coal like the way that they make these coal pits, they have to completely deforest it and like they're and also de irrigate it so mm-hmm. like there's no like water sources going in so that they can mine and stuff without right. having to pump out too much. And so you need to actually actively reforest it. Right. And how you start that process is usually saying like, all right, it's depleted, and then they start the environmental cleanup and stuff legally.
2: Right, right. And it seems like his plan is just to uh, avoid those costs, which I, I think are supposed to go to the the owners of the mine uh, after they're depleted. Maybe, maybe it's the government, but it seems like his strategy is just let it sit there until um, he just uh, has that company declare bankruptcy, and then someone else has to eat the costs. Yeah, I think
0: I think why he's not doing it is because it's kind of valuable to choose when you pay things. Yes. And so when you he he effectively gets to choose when he pays the cleanup costs. Right. To initiate that. And you know, there's some tax breaks and stuff for if envi- if you if you willingly uh relinquish your property to the environmental cleanup authorities, you get some tax breaks and whatnot, but it's still expensive. And he doesn't want to pay that.
2: I wonder if those tax breaks, um, if there might be a government effort to make them uh, a little nicer, a little sweeter, if maybe there's someone advocating for that in the government. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That's in there. So like the reason I was puzzling over, like, why doesn't he just pay it? And I'm like, well, that's because there's an option value to it because Mm -hmm. he was literally part of the government for a while. And he he was probably thinking, maybe I can just make it sweeten it, the deal through Congress or something for I mean through uh, the parliament.
7: Yeah the uh, the Forbes article I was citing earlier uh, we'll we'll link it in the show notes. I do recommend because it's basically just like a series of anecdotes about bills Jim Justice has not paid. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's a long series of anecdotes. <laughs> but the uh, the author Chris Helman he makes this uh, interesting point. Um, and this is as of 2019 it might have changed the entirety of justice's empire rakes in some 450 million dollars in annual sales that's their number so we're taking their number about 450 million in annual sales mostly from mines farms and the greenbrier the biggest chunk the decades-old bluestone coal mines which will extract an estimated 2 million tons this year mm-hmm. is fetching in the neighborhood of 270 million it's a low margin affair annual profits to the justice family are probably on the order of about 20 million. So it's like, yeah, he takes in, you know, 450 million, his number. But because I think in a large part because of larger trends regarding coal, it is such a low margin affair that it's like, yeah, it makes sense for him to fight over every single fucking penny.
0: There's actually another legal deployment of temporary cessation as it relates to um, fracking technology. Hmm. So in 2020, when oil prices went to like zero or negative, and it was like really funny for a right, minute, right. um, it became uneconomical for a lot of like the refineries that received their product to keep running. But they were allowed to, through temporary cessation laws, they were able to convince. Like there are a couple refineries that went bankrupt basically, right, and. They were allowed to keep running, though, because it was too expensive to shut it off.
8: Ah, uh, gotcha.
0: And so they are like, well, we're going to temporarily keep running. So it's kind of the flip side of this. Right, to, right. In order to keep them employed and working and also emitting hydrocarbons into the, inter- the atmosphere because it's too expensive for us to shut off the plant. Right, right. And so we'll just keep going through that.
8: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> It's like kind of wild because there is like a technical reason to
7: do it. Um, it's like a judge who hates polar bears and he issues an injunction. You have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot shut down this operation. You know,
0: and it like, uh, yeah, I mean, well, in the case of in the case of fracking or coal, it's like, I mean, climate change, you kind of have a moral imperative to not do it anymore. Hmm. But there are some, I can think of some scenarios where the law would be useful. Sure. But he's obviously taking advantage of it.
8: You know, continuing with this piece to see how much he's been taking advantage of it. Uh, <clears throat> While his companies have idled mines in West Virginia, Kentucky, his Virginia operations rely the most on temporary cessation. Records from the Virginia Department of Mines, Minerals and Energy, DMME, reveal permits belong to Justice's largest companies operating in the site, the state, A&G Coal Corporation have been approved for temporary cessation 20 times since 2012. One of the A&G's permits have been idle nearly continuously since 1984. Another Jesus. of his companies, Black River Coal LLC, owns a mine currently in temporary cessation that has been in and out of the same status since 1997. Well, that's called climate justice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... You I know- guess
0: it's good It's, good it's not there, that they're not running, but also uh it's incredibly unfair well this is to not begin the cleanup
2: i guess if there's no coal it doesn't really matter like if they're not like operable it it, it's kind of a
8: yeah
0: it wouldn't be running
8: anyway yeah well this is the other angle of it though because as much as the environmental impact that you guys are describing the fact that there's no coal in there uh the other aspect is that the the actual miners they're in this limbo where they're idling because Employment would plummet after these mines became inactive. A&G employed 418 people in Virginia as recently as 2010, but now only accounts for 89 jobs. And if most of the fucking mines are in this position, then you just have the tiniest sliver of population that are employed by the mines themselves. And from what I understand, uh, a coal mining individual doesn't necessarily like travel to jobs but there is sort of like a we're done here let's move on to the next one type of thing And if they can't do that they're kind of stuck
0: and they could probably if he did initiate the cleanup procedures he'd probably could just hire back the same people that do it of course mm-hmm. and it would take like you know three or five years or so but, but as so, covered, you could have people who wouldn't have a job suddenly would and it would be doing something good for the environment but as we've covered Jim Justice hates giving
7: out
5: Great cash, homie.
7: Yeah, the uh, the Forbes article, and, you know, when I say it's like a series of bills he won't pay, I do not have time to go through all the examples <laughs> listed yes. here. But uh, specifically on the question of mine reclamation, they give this stat. Uh, as of 2019, the Virginia's Department of Mines, Minerals, and Energy estimates that uh, Justice's coal companies base $200 million in mine reclamation liabilities. Justice claims it will cost closer to $10 million. Jeez. So the state of Virginia says you owe us $200 million to clean up these fucking mines. This guy's like the king of not paying debts. No, oh, yeah. He's fucking at Applebee's eating mozzarella sticks. He doesn't fucking
8: have time to do shit. You know, from this, uh, a, a graph from this article. But remember, if you don't pay back your, your student loan debts for uh, <laughs> <laughs> spending
2: $50,000 on a communications degree, it will be garnished from your
7: applebee's paycheck i'd like you know we should spend an episode just going through all the lessons from rich people we've gotten from this podcast because i think one of them is like if you're rich don't pay any of your bills and make them take you to court oh yeah and you know obviously trump and and jim justice and others but it would be funny if, like, you know, like, let's say local podcasts started doing that. Like, you know, the most <laughs> successful ones, like Chapo, were like, yeah, hey, we'll pay you, like, 50 bucks for this idea, and then just don't pay up. <laughs> just be like, yeah, sue us. We have the number one Patreon. What sure. are you going to do, motherfucker? I mean, I've been advocating for grubstakers
2: to just take out a bunch of massive loans, <laughs> uh, you know, have some executive bonuses, and then declare bankruptcy, and then... um uh, Grub Rakers LLC. Mm, nice. Uh, <laughs> will will open up and take some massive loans of its own.
7: You know what I'm legitimately mad about is like when COVID started. You know, like a year and a half ago or whatever. We were joking on the podcast, like let's take out PPP loans for oh, yeah. Grub Stakers. And then, like, you know, just a few months ago, I talked to like various stand-up comedians who just took out like multi-thousand-dollar PPP loans and never had to pay them back. What? Really? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to name names, but there are, like, comedians I know who, like, took out, you know, like, five or six thousand people, and just, like, (laughs) just your money. So, it's, like, it it gets annoying, like, the amount of, like, things we've done as a bit on Grubstakers that we should have just actually done. We should have just been, like, this pandemic is fucking our money. We need ten grand for Grubstakers. And we might have gotten it.
8: Uh, there's this graph on this article that shows the lack of the, the dwindling jobs. In 2008, a uh, and had 450 jobs, and in tw- 2017, they were down to 28 jobs.
7: Hmm.
8: So <clears throat> I think a, a part of this from the, what you guys are talking about, why he doesn't just set up shop outside of just paying them bills, he gets to then say, I'm CEO of 100 companies, when in reality let's say 40% of them are not really doing anything anymore. It mm. is almost a ghost corporation similar to a shell corp of like, it exists, but not really.
7: And, uh, yeah, well, it, it is funny. Like it is, it, it seems like a Marx brothers routine, like him, like running his creditors through his million different shell companies. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about him having a, you know, a hundred different companies, there's another anecdote in the Forbes article, which is basically like at some point a judge got sick of his shit and said okay you have to pay up and ordered US marshals to seize these company's accounts at like Chase and some other bank and they went into the accounts it's like they were empty yeah and, like he just bounces his money between like whatever company owes money he takes money out of and then there's nothing to pay the creditors you know it's it's all, yeah like you're saying it's all a shell game and it's
8: like you know this affects generations of people
7: you know um it's not
8: like okay well a coal miner doesn't have work. Well, you know his kids are gonna do something. That they're they, they're fucked, you know. Um, from the same same article, this guy Chuck Nelson, a retired union member, said his time in the mines left him with one kidney and a myriad of health problems. Correct. He now worries for his grandchildren's future as well as for his colleagues still fighting for a living in these mines. The, the quote from this guy Chuck Nelson: "There's no security there whatsoever. It's tough trying to make a living in these mines these days." One of Justice's idled operations, ANG Mines on Looney Ridge, has stripped 590 acres of forest in Wise County, Virginia. The mine entered temporary cessation in April 2013, and the state set a deadline to reclaim the mine by 2014. Uh, this article: They visited the mine in 2017 and confirmed that four years after the original deadline, the mine was far from reclaimed. One instance in a pattern of violations, the state government registered at the site what was once a rolling tree-covering landscape was barren. Several trucks sat inactive on the large mine. The site was neither backfilled nor revegetated, and a high wall cut to reach the coal mine remained untouched. Um, Capitalism
7: fucking rules, man.
8: The employment logs that had 160 people in 05 now have 36, and I'm showing the guys a photo of this fucking pit that just exists there now. Uh,
2: right that used to be like a green hill and right. then yeah. they just stripped the hill <laughs>
7: but think about it. he's like preventing people from getting lyme disease yeah like destroying all this forest. <laughs> sure so he's actually saving lives but it, the thing that's worse about it is it it just refrains from my man sh
5: West Virginia's sexy. Uh,
7: i mean not like this it's just fucking gutted yeah it is like you know another point that i think we've made bef- we have made before on resources episodes but i think it's worth mentioning when we talk about you know oil coal whatever natural resource the united states has a policy where we've decided that these belong to individual capitalists whether instead of the broader public like right. just as an example norway they put all their oil wealth or at least a percentage of their oil wealth into a sovereign wealth fund that's shared among all citizens of norway so it's like this is just a very specific way we've done it with the resources that exist in the earth that I think all US citizens should have some shared stake in and these are the results we get this this horrible strip mining. Right, but
2: Norway is all white people and that's so true. you know of course they're able to make it work whereas America is is multicultural and Ooh, that's true. You know, if you if you want that kind of um if you want that kind of welfare state, you know, Kind of making you look a little racist. A oh, little yeah.
7: racist.
8: Continuing with this article, a uh, water scientist and community organizer with the NGO Appalachian Voices, uh, Mad Helper keeps a close eye on Justice's companies. He has seen almost no reclamation on Looney Ridge, which he calls a visual blight on the land. This is the place that I just showed you all. The great concern, a quote from Mad Helper. The great concern is people feel that Wise County and other counties are going to be left holding the bag for this cleanup, he said. Justice is not the only operator warehousing mines in the a- extended inactivity chn the the article source uh, identified 59 cases in central Appalachian in which a currently idle permit has been inactive for more than five straight years and neither reclamation nor production required by law including several that have been halted since the 1980s it's <laughs> fucking 40 years like this isn't you know for I mean, years. It, could,
2: it could be early 30s if sure, it's from the 1980s. Sure, that's fine. But Which it, is still young. <laughs> In fact, some would say that it's the new 20s. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Certainly not these
8: minors. Uh, still, well, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the point is, is though, is that, like, this problem is not being solved. And with Jim Justice becoming governor of West Virginia, the problem is not going to get any fucking better. And the idea that he's lost a lot of money in a so scandal that we will cover in a moment here, it doesn't mean that his power has dwindled because he still holds the bag to all this stuff. Because technically, I think that were he to pay all of his fines that Sean mentioned in the four piece and this, among a few other things, he might only have a couple million. Like, it's like literally that close. And so the reason for Jim Justice to continue dealing out Jim Justice lard <laughs> behavior is that if you well, motherfucker's gonna go broke if he doesn't, you know.
2: Well that reminds me of a, a quote um from brainyquote.com I am a strong believer that without justice there is no peace no last in peace Mm -hmm. anyway and that was from the the great angelina jolie oh
7: i thought it was martin luther king
2: that was angelina jolie
7: (laughs) according to brainyquote.com she was endorsing jim justice for governor
2: well yeah all these quotes are endorsing jim justice for governor that was actually his
7: campaign slogan it said no justice no peace Because he was going to have his goons burn the state to the ground if he didn't vote for him.
2: Yeah, his campaign poster was like those uh, murals in Belfast that show like Tory (laughs) armed (laughs) militias. It's just
8: like. Uh,
2: Just a a bunch of people in ski masks. No
8: justice, no peace. And so this problem that's continuing in the southeast corner of the United States is one that, you know. For Nelson, the, man, the guy in the article, he says the bottom line is when they get done mining here, the coal companies are going to pack up and leave. We're not their concern here, and he's right. The coal companies have fucked these people and made it so that they're just in limbo and fucked. Um, Sean, you got another piece on when it comes to
7: Jim Justice? Right. Yeah. I mean, just from the same Forbes article, and again, I can't go through all these these examples, but I I think this one's a little bit amusing. Um, so I'll just I'll read it here from Forbes. Uh, it's about a company he has called Kentucky Coal, and Forbes calls this a particularly instructive case. Uh, it's one of more than a dozen mining, or sorry, Kentucky Fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's more than uh, one of a dozen coal mining companies owned by Jim Justin and his children and run out of Roanoke, Virginia. In 2014, Justice personally signed an agreement with the state of Kentucky promising that he would, quote, unconditionally and irrevocably guarantee that reclamation work on conducting fuels mines would be completed by November 2015 Mm. in return justice negotiated 4.5 million of civil penalties down to just 1.5 million and of
2: course he didn't didn't follow through on that he did it in October of 2015 (laughs)
7: that's right he did it even before the deadline under cost on time and under budget Uh, no fast forward to 2019 the work is still not done Kentucky's Energy and Environment Cabinet, which is the state's CPA, right. has asked a judge to snap back the remaining three million in fines plus interest. The agency says it no longer trusts Justices' companies. Hmm. It seems it has reason. Kentucky Fuel was also caught mining without a permit in an area where the state <laughs> had ordered work halted three times. Oh my God. Uh quote, Kentucky fuel removed coal as if the Commonwealth cessation orders did not exist, unquote. So the state ordered them to stop work three times and they just fucking ignored it. Um and then then here's the punchline. Justices comp justice companies have filed personal lawsuits against Kentucky State employees, alleging in one case, quote, malicious closure of a justice-owned mine. The agency says justice is attempting to, quote, intimidate the Kentucky government into renegotiating the 2014 deal. So the agency has advised its employees to to be careful, quote, because justice defendants have no apprehension about filing personal lawsuits based on falsehoods and fabrications. Cabinet employees have been instructed to avoid speaking with the defendants without a cabinet attorney present, unquote. Agency attorneys have expressed awe at the mendacity, arguing in court filings that, quote, few will choose public service if coal billionaires are allowed to intimidate state employees with impunity. (laughs) Uh, And then justice says uh, Kentucky should, quote, be forever most appreciative for the work he's already done. So this fucking guy, like, ignores state orders three times, then starts suing individual Kentucky employees who try to enforce orders against him. That sounds like justice has been served. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's
6: responsible? I say who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person?
8: So now we're going to move on to when he lost over $700 million because of Greensill Capital, another topic we've covered previously.
0: Stephen? Stephen? So you might remember we've covered Lex Greensill before in his company Greensill Capital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 2020, it was revealed that they had a shit ton of bad loans. Like uh Greensill Capital that is. Right. And they're so they're a, an international supply chain finance company. Mm-hmm. So they collateralize people's receivables that they get and then make loans based on that right. mm-hmm. and they did this they the only the only sort of innovation they did is they just made it really really easy to do that for companies with an app pretty much True. Sure. and it was kind of this niche finance area that exploded into a uh, multi-billion dollar industry right and green was at the middle of it so that kind of exploded at the the last quarter of 2020, and mm-hmm. then we did an episode on it. And, well, anyway, Justice was caught up in that. And how they were caught up was Justice and his wife personally guaranteed a loan of $700 million Jeez. to his coal company, mm. Bluestone Coal. And they... Um, once that was in 2018 and he's kind of arguing he didn't know Greensill was um, <laughs> fucked up. I didn't realize and, uh, Greensill
8: was a bad company.
0: <laughs> uh, Greensill so Greensill filed for uh, the Euro, the EU equivalent of bankruptcy in the EU and the Greensill version the Greensill company based in the US also filed for bankruptcy recently. Hmm. And Governor Justice is suing, trying to sue Greensill right now, <laughs> saying, I didn't know they were fucked up, but they were. Right. And they tricked me. I was defrauded. I was, I was forced into a, a fraudulent loan now
6: hmm. uh, who's responsible i say who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my person
7: now, yeah not no sense so, a governor but <laughs> when i signed this agreement with green sale i thought they were supposed to pay me
0: <laughs> so um if it just went through like that he would be liable for up to 850 million dollars because it was the principal and interest and um The main thing, so his saving grace in all of this is that Greensill was indeed fucked up in their underwriting practices. And he might possibly have a case against them, but the only thing is one of the creditors of Greensill is trying to claw back the money. (laughs) And that, namely, that's Credit Suisse. Oh. Uh, Yeah. So Credit Suisse and a consortium of banks and investment companies, among them SoftBank, also uh, in twenty in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, invested in Green Soul's business, hmm. and now they're trying to claw back a bunch of capital that they lost through the bankruptcies, et cetera, et cetera. And part of part of the fallout is well, basically, like just as his 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 mistake was he got involved in bigger international capitalists right. instead of his national level one, and. They, it just exploded on him, and so now he owes up to $850 dollars, $850 and that's sort of the main reason why he's not no longer, according to Forbes, a billionaire anymore. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll pay though, because it's <laughs> well, it's it's a legal contingency, and you know, you know, you don't you never know what will happen in the court, but it's probably the case that he'll owe at least I don't know half that, sure, and that would make him still not a billionaire, right? So that um, that lawsuit. The lawsuit that Justice filed against Credit's, sorry, against Greensill right. to say that it was a fraudulent loan, is ongoing, and we'll see what happens with that.
2: It's it's so nuts, like hearing these stories about, you know, these Goliaths of the economy like fighting against each other, like trying to scrape every little bit of each other's scam out of the other. And the upshot is like, well, yeah, it, it, ultimately what this means is in a few years there's going to
8: be a, a bunch more people living on the streets. Basically, yeah. It's, yeah, man, what, a, what an apt way to look at billionaires fighting.
7: It is, I mean, it is, that story is so funny to me too because it's like, so his net worth, 1.5 billion, and he basically guaranteed, he, he signs paperwork that puts him on, his, on the hook for half of his net yeah, worth. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Yeah, you should have waited till midnight at the Applebee's on that one, buddy. Shouldn't have been I so punctual know. about that paperwork. He was a to-taco-bill for this one. How many of us...
2: Uh, let, let he who hasn't binged on mozzarella sticks and made a bad decision...
6: Now, who's responsible? I say who's Stones. responsible for this unwarranted attack on my
7: person? I was just reading this Forbes article. It's like, this is the cheapest guy on earth. Oh, yeah. He's just like, yeah, half my net worth. Sure, Lex Greensill. Hey? You pitched me. I will put half my net worth on the line. I mm-hmm.
0: just... Uh, he thought he was a big fish. yeah, but when he went into the international arena, he just encountered these like fucking like Deutsche Bank level people. oh, oh yeah, and, basically who I just mean, fucked him up.
2: So you remember when you guys were saying earlier like either he's gonna get his billions back or he's the dumbest guy on earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he's gonna get his billions back.
7: Well, and it's like, just again, like re- this Forbes article, so like one anecdote, there's a town in Kentucky, population 15,000, mm-hmm. desperately needs money for its underfunded schools. Right. They are suing his companies for $2 million in back taxes that he owes. And he's, of course, like fighting it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, $2 million for the schools. I can't do that. But $700 million for Green Steel? Fucking give me the paper. I'll sign <laughs> it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh... A justice is
2: merely incidental to law and order.
8: You know, and not just the $2 million from that town in Kentucky. This piece from NPR in 2015 shows him owing $15 million in taxes and fines. And since then, some of these have been, you know, argued in and out of court. But, like, everything from this, like... In the past 16 months, while fines and taxes went unpaid, Justice personally contributed nearly $2.9 million in interest-free loans and in-kind contributions to his governational campaign, according to his state campaign finance reports. So he's being, like, penalized for $15 million and then is also putting millions in his campaign to run for governor at the time. Like, the man is just a giant fucking chooch.
7: Well, it is appropriate his name is Justice because he spends so much time in court.
8: <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy... Uh, Billy Shelton, uh, attorney for justice, uh, responded to him not paying 2.6 million in delinquent federal mine safety penalties, which are levied by the Federal Mine Safety and Health Administration. They uh, obtained data by NPR showed that he paid 675 thousand this year as part of a payment agreement, but the agreement covers less than half of the total amount owed. Like you know, like Sean said, there are a, a whole bunch of him just not paying his bills on time. Uh, another thing I found was that he had 1.38 million in new unpaid mine safety penalties and delinquent justice mines also continue to have worse than average safety records. Like
7: I've mentioned before, there's a, so in June, 2017, the IRS filed more than like a million dollars worth of judgments and loans against him, Mm -hmm. which is like, this is like right when he was getting elected governor and the fucking IRS coming after his ass. Uh, but I, I just wanted to read, I think it's, well, it's not like the voters are like, yeah, get him IRS. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but it's like, yeah, I, I would, clearly, he was putting like campaign ads on the air and he can't like fucking dig money out of his mattress to pay the fucking IRS. Uh, but I, I wanted to read, in my opinion, the funniest paragraph from this Forbes article. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just read it all for you and, and you can tell me if my judgment of like, what is humorous is accurate. Sounds good. There's a long history of creditors trying to get their hands on justice's money. Even his own attorneys, Phelps Dunbar, which represented justice in a 2011 case in Louisiana, sued one of his companies for $400,000 in unpaid fees. The case was settled. Billy Shelton, who represents Kentucky Fuel, had to get a court judgment in 2013 for $85,000. Incredibly, Shelton continues to represent the company. (laughs) So his own fucking attorneys had to sue him for like their back pay. And some of them still represent this Mm -hmm. fucking guy.
8: (laughs) The the last few details on this NPR piece, the MSHA data showed that the mines were cited for 3,657 violations while they were delinquent including 699 violations that are classified by MSHA as factors in mine fatalities, fatal mine accidents, and major disasters. MSHA mine inspectors issued dozens of citations for excessive coal dust, which can feed mine explosions and roof and wall violations, which can lead to mine collapses. One justice mining company, Kentucky Fuel Corp., which we talked about, owed more than 709,000 in delinquent penalties, according to MSHA data, and was admonished in an April decision by the Federal Mine Safety and Health Commission, which
7: adjudicates penalty disputes. The motherfucker is insane. I feel so stupid that we paid taxes for grubstakers this year. (laughs) This is the first year we paid corporate taxes. And clearly that was a mistake. (laughs) Because, like, that's the other, like, going through the article, that's, like, the entire Jim Justice strategy and, you know, Trump, too, and some of these other people's is, like, if they just don't pay it, Mm-hmm. they can settle mm-hmm. so it's like he's it, like they quote justice you know like he says or virginia says that he owes 200 million in mine reclamation so right. he says it'll be 10 million and they quote him at various points like uh forbes quotes him saying you know you owe eight hundred thousand for this he says i can settle it for 100 hundred thousand. so it's just like if you're just like if you just don't pay these bills you can just pay less yep <laughs> you know i mean it is a good business strategy i'm not going to argue that the thing about, like, from when this NPR
8: article was written in 2015, some of these things that we're talking about w- ended up becoming resolved. But this is literally happening as the motherfucker's running for governor. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, it's just a random bill. It's like, no, this guy that's on the TV saying, I can do a great job, is fucking shown being a terrible employee and boss. I well,
2: also, I mean, they, he he's just pumping money into all the news uh uh you know every, pretty much every news company in west virginia like they're not going to run an article being like check out what this asshole's right. also doing yeah mm. like which is you know it's it's kind of the, the the hush hush thing in like uh political advertising in in news media is that you know you pump a lot of money and they're going to give you
7: uh positive coverage and i know and i know they don't have access to all this information but it is funny to imagine like the voters of west virginia being like well this guy only pays one tenth of all his bills i can trust him with my kids school he's gonna he's gonna take care of the education budget
2: well (laughs) i'll tell you what equal justice Hmm. means that there's not one set of rules for the powerful and another for everyone else Hmm. that those are the wise words of former new york state attorney general eric schneiderman
8: (laughs) What happened to that? Guy?
2: Brainyquote.com. Oh.
8: Continuing on with the Greensill story though, Stephen claims that it's more than the seven hundred million that we just discussed.
0: So he's also liable for up to three hundred and sixty-eight million Jeez. to a Virginia bank called Carter Bank and Trust. And this was um well, this was to a combination of his coal company and his farming company. His agricultural company right and mm. uh, again personally liable
8: through his guarantee ship oh really yeah. so he guaranteed a billion dollars
7: right you're right i did that right, it, right.
9: Is,
0: i'm right? just like this is like literally my job and i'm like green still oh
7: my god <laughs> green Seal must have got him like the fucking deluxe mozzarella sticks or something i just like that when he got him to sign this he thought, paperwork. he thought he was such a big fish
0: and then like just random german and luxembourg bankers just totally fucked him yeah
7: yeah basically well he's got a few more years left in his term i'm sure he can make the money back what if what if he like passes a,
2: a law in west virginia that's just a debt jubilee <laughs> 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 but then you know if you're poor the paperwork doesn't quite make I it through all can, the red tape let's right.
0: see can you absolve net international debts as a governor <laughs>
8: So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, well, he clearly has stubbed his toe in all of these other fields, but as governor, he must be doing something right, right? right.
7: All I can hear in the press is how great West Virginia is to live in right now. <clears throat> Ever since 2017, they've been attracting all these people fleeing New York. They're mm-hmm. moving to West Virginia. Of course. I once
2: I once started a GoFundMe to build a cult compound, and it, I, I mean, a GoFundMe deleted it almost immediately um for some bullshit about terms of service um and a violation but i i I did plan out all the pricing and i said i'm going to buy property in west virginia because i was the cheapest Hmm. and i was not going to rip off my donors that never materialized because of
8: some terms of service bullshit Hmm. what was the terms of service thing What, what did they say you were doing wrong
2: um they didn't really specify they just said uh you can't do this even though I was very clear about all my expenses, property, guns, uh, construction.
7: What was the budget for guns? Probably higher than the property budget. <laughs> right. it, it said right there in the GoFundMe, we have to have a budget for the gynecologist on staff for my seven wives. This <laughs> <laughs> is a cult.
2: No, this... Well, okay. I, I say cult, but I was joking. I said that very clearly, this is not a cult. It is a... Uh, uh, a lifestyle for improving um mental acuity
9: Mm.
8: Mm
2: -hmm.
9: see
8: i love satire i love parody but you got to be specific about what's a joke and what's not because these things they get out of hand (laughs) well what's not a joke is i didn't get any money Mm
7: -hmm.
8: that's a fair point
7: well so (laughs) you are you you have something in common with jim justice's (laughs) (laughs) creditors Well, to close out this episode,
8: there's one more story I want to cover, and to open it up, we're going to go to uh, Stephanie Mueller, I think, from MSNBC, talking to Jim Justice about one of the things he's done as governor.
3: I want to ask you about other families. The law you just signed banning transgender female athletes from playing on women's school sports teams. Can you name one example of a transgender child trying to gain an unfair competitive advantage at a school there in West Virginia?
4: Well, well, Stephanie, I, I don't have that experience exactly to myself right now, but I will not tell yourself, you this: not yourself, your
3: state, I, sir. Can you give me one example of a transgender child trying to get an unfair advantage? Just one in your state. You signed a bill about it.
4: No, I, I can't really tell you one, but I can tell you this, Stephanie. I'm a coach, and I'm with, I, and I coach a girls' basketball team, and I can tell you that they you know, we we all know. We all know what an absolute advantage boys would have playing against girls.
3: But, sir, you have no examples of this happening. Why would you take your time to do this? Let's talk about other things that I can give you examples of in your state. According to U.S. News & World Report, West Virginia ranks 45th in education, 47th in health care, 48th on the economy, and 50th in infrastructure. If you cannot name one single example for me of a child doing this, why would you make this a priority? I just named four things that would seem to me like a much bigger priority.
4: Well, Stephanie, I didn't make it a priority. It wasn't my business. You signed it. I mean, it's just it's it's just come to me, and I have absolutely signed it because I believe from the standpoint of a coach, I believe that girls work so hard to obtain Title IX. And I do not have any idea now why we are trying to disadvantage them in participating in the sport that they put so much into. I don't know why we're doing that. This is not like it's a big priority to me. In fact, I think we only have 12. No, Stephanie, listen. I think we only have 12 kids, maybe in our state, that are are, are transgender-type kids. I mean, for crying out loud, Stephanie! I signed hundreds of bills, hundreds of bills. <laughs> this is not a priority to me. And but but within with all that, I would say I think that it, it would impose an an unfair disadvantage on the girls. And and so from that standpoint, I support it.
3: All right, then, sir. Thank you. And please come back when when beyond anecdotal feelings as a coach, you can show me evidence where those young women are being disadvantaged in your state, because I can show you evidence about how ranking that low in education is disadvantaged young women and men in West Virginia.
7: Hey, thanks for watching our YouTube channel. You should know that you can follow today's stuff <laughs> stories and breaking yeah, news right there, and catch up on your favorite Bank. MSNBC. Show. Oh, like,
8: sure. Robert. Yeah, yeah. No, I, listen. She sucks. But yeah.
2: I, I, I'll tell I'll tell you what. Uh, I I coach girls basketball and they are dog shit because they do not have a penis between their legs and that is essential for free throws.
7: He did, like, what she'd asked him, for example, he did become foghorn Leghorn oh, for yeah. a second. There. Oh, yeah. It, oh was, yeah. it was pretty uncanny. I mean, but this <laughs> is a man that runs as a Democrat and then Trump
8: gets in office and goes, I- I'm a Republican now. Like, yeah. the a spineless fucking jellyfish trust fund man-child baby that's eating mozzarella sticks at midnight and, and is procrastinating on paperwork. You know, Jim Justice is a blight on West Virginia and the fact that we can rightfully say that he's a fat ass idiot is you know gosh i can't even imagine what the fucking life of jim justice would be like if he's being held accountable for every fucking thing that's going on right now
2: and we're allowed to fat shame uh at least Jogi and i sean's like 90 pounds so that that's uh, that's borderline 95 Wait, what, about,
8: what
0: about
2: me though uh, I you also aren't allowed to. We have the same dog shit diet and somehow you have abs. Um, we both ordered pizza today, but you're the one with abs. I don't get it. Uh, we're roommates. Uh, so I've seen his abs. But uh, I'm sorry for saying on the podcast you have abs. It's okay.
8: Andy, <laughs> <laughs> make your point.
2: <laughs> uh, so, okay. So <laughs> I don't remember where I was leading to with what I was just saying, but There's a, there's this story recently of an 11 year old trans girl Mm -hmm. who is now suing the state of West Virginia because they banned her from girls cross country. They said Mm -hmm. she had to run with the boys and like, there's a whole argument over, you know, the age that someone can identify or whatever. And I'm not going to touch that. But if like you're 11 years old trying to run in cross, like did the, 11 year olds can barely run (laughs) like half, half of the 11 year olds aren't even going to stay on
8: the track. Mm -hmm. Some will go backwards.
2: Yeah. Some will go backwards. Some will stop and like eat a snack halfway through the run. And, but because of this thing that he signed into law, this 11 year old girl is banned from running with the girls cross country team. Yeah. Which is just, Uh, like it's
8: it's absolutely ridiculous and and like Andy mentioned, we're not going to go into the finer details of of what it means to be a trans athlete but in terms of being a human being like i just want to fucking play a sport and i can't do it in this shithole state because my fat ass governor doesn't understand that a human being there's more than 12 fucking trans people in the goddamn state and that maybe you know Listen, are there issues with how this this uh, should be handled? Sure. I, I don't have full solutions. I personally think all sports should just be done on merit because to say that they need to be fair in any sense doesn't, it's a sport. There's a clear winner and loser. What do you, it should be, there shouldn't be any fucking division. But that's my own fucking personal yeah,
2: there, thing. We women into all the sports. Who gives a shit? There was a fucking Fox show about like, oh, look, it's a woman pitcher who's Mm -hmm. uh, breaking the glass ceiling and then they're like airing this while also airing uh mlb without any or women where like i'm sure there are lots of women who could compete in the mlb well
7: what what i would say to the trans people of west virginia is if you want your governor to ignore you just become opioid addicts
6: (laughs) (laughs) now who's responsible i say who's responsible for this unwarranted attack on my
7: person the only other thing i would say is like uh the last beat bit from that Forbes article again mm-hmm. I have another correction to bring in oh no uh, just like about like this fucking guy because it's like you know nobody will disagree when he came into office as West Virginia governor in 2017 we don't know his like personal feelings as to why he ran sure. I would I would imagine it is to enhance his own business empire mm-hmm. not to give back in any, in any way but it's like yeah nobody will argue West Virginia was a fucked up place in 2017 that's yep. not that's not his fault no. it's probably his dad's fault but yep. not his fault But it's like, what the fuck has he done since 2017? Nothing. He's not even like, he's not even been doing the job full time. He's been coaching. He's been running his businesses. Well, okay. Justice is to be (laughs) found only in
2: imagination. (laughs) According (laughs) to... According to inventor of dynamite,
7: Alfred Nobel. Yeah. But so, like, apparently part of his campaign was like, you know, I'm a businessman. I'm a billionaire. I'm going to attract investment. I'm going to attract Mm -hmm. investment to West Virginia. So the Forbes article quotes a uh, a Republican. BernieQuote.com. Yeah. The, the Forbes article quotes like a Republican state representative who points out that, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs expect a level playing field. They're probably like less likely to invest when the governor doesn't divest or put any of his assets into a blind trust and is apparently just like ignoring court orders and all this shit. Like, why are you going to invest somewhere where the governor has a competing company against you that right. he's clearly stacking the deck in favor uh, of? course. Of? But when I say, you know, so that's one point. But then the other point, I, I want to issue a correction. When I said that there's a, a West Virginia delegate who uh, filed a law to make the governor live in the in the mm-hmm. mansion, I was wrong about that. It's actually a requirement of West Virginia's constitution <laughs> that the governor is required by the West Virginia Constitution to quote-unquote reside in Charleston, <laughs> the state's capital. Uh, Jim Justice refuses to, so this delegate, Isaac uh, Spinogle is actually suing the governor wow. to force him to abide by the constitution and live nice. in charleston the capital and uh from forbes just i mean the i will say what is that guy a delegate yes he <laughs> is a delegate uh of, from west virginia a democratic delegate from west virginia
2: like uh, get a better hobby <laughs> Uh, he's trying to make him live in yes. a mansion as of 2019 yeah, right. it, yeah.
7: and it's also like
2: do you really want Jim justice to be more proactive as a governor <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like is he
8: are, are are you like I you want him to seamless the mozzarella sticks at the mansion yeah, yeah. I I want this
2: guy to do more stuff like that's that's the thing when people were like uh Trump's golfing all the time like good. Do, do you yeah do you want him like working yeah mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> but uh yes he has he has filed this lawsuit uh and justice's excuse uh, according to forbes justice says he doesn't need to live in the governor's mansion uh when he's perfectly comfortable in his modest house in lewisburg hmm. quote i'm not going to throw the state's money away and i don't need somebody taking care of my laundry unquote <laughs> and so this is like he doesn't want to spend taxpayer money uh he, he takes instead, a salary of a dollar right he wants to be close yeah. to his business empire
2: I, d- does uh, he think that, like, if he just doesn't show up at the mansion, they're just going to... F- I mean, maybe they just fire the staff uh, and save, I don't know, like... I don't know. Quarter, uh, probably going by what I'm guessing are West Virginia wages, maybe 200000 a year. Do the
0: staff just live, like, all right, well, we don't have anything to do. Let's yeah, just I mean, get paid for nothing.
2: Yeah, maybe they, they, they go to work and play a, a Switch Portable.
0: Is a gardener who's just, yeah. like, he doesn't have anyone fucking... Oh, the gardener's up definitely got to go to work. Business.
2: Like, he's got, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got to do stuff. Cause like, that's still a well, he doesn't have anyone state. like watching him.
0: Yeah. That's good.
7: Yeah. In, unless he's like planting food, then Jim Justice is watching him. <laughs> 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 he's planting corn and, and uh, grain.
2: I don't, I, looking at that picture of Jim Justice, I don't think he's eating corn or grain just because those have like nutrients in them. <laughs> and that is not well, like, Jim. that, that face telling people to get vaccinated does not look like, it has touched a nutrient in decades. Jim,
0: just- Jim Justice has like accidentally inhaled oh, yeah. a vegetable like once right. a year. Probably. It's like
7: we we eat like 20 spiders a year while yeah, we're Yeah, it's like a spider. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets like, his protein. Occasionally
0: a vegetable like just gets through.
7: Uh, but, uh, oh, I, I did want to mention also, I, I, I had that quote from U.S. Senator Joe Manchin about how uh, Jim Justice won't work. Um, this like uh, apparently like the defining feature of West Virginia politics is like Joe Manchin and Jim Justice fire uh, fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. this is relevant because apparently in 2018, Jim Justice fired Joe Manchin's wife <laughs> from yep. her job mm-hmm. as the state secretary for education and the arts.
8: No, and, as much as this episode has run long, there is so much to cover with oh, Jim yeah. Justice.
7: It's uh, it's, it, it's it's I think it's it's fascinating, and uh, I mean this is like what do you want to call this late i mean it's a it's a well-worn phrase but late stage capitalism oh yeah where it's just like you know obviously the paul the billionaires buy the politicians and now they're realizing let's cut out the middleman let's just be the politicians and so you get all their little uh foibles and their own little fucking personal hang-ups and beefs with state power invested and then you get these guys like trump and justice who are like yeah, I don't have to abide by ethics. I don't have to divest my companies. I don't have to put shit in a blind trust. I can just use government power to make my company that much more powerful. And you know what? Good on them for fucking recognizing the moment we're all living in.
8: So listen, I know that we've spent nearly two hours shitting on this idiot. And uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not just that he's a piece of shit. Uh, I want to quote from
2: I mean, we we spent two hours shooting on him, but we want to be clear: he is still one of God's children. That's
8: right. Uh, I want to pl- uh, to close this episode. Play this uh, one audio drop from this piece called "Discovering McDowell County, West Virginia." It's on it's on YouTube, and uh, it's this uh, older couple that runs like a charity pantry where people can come get like p- pots and pans and diapers and and clothes and stuff. And th- that doesn't sound very necessary in West Virginia. <laughs> and um, they. Uh, they talk about what, what they've learned from dealing with the poorest population in West Virginia.
9: <laughs> okay.
8: Can
5: you give us an example of a time when maybe someone poor touched something to you, or taught you something, that or made an impression on you, or said something that...
1: I uh, may think, all the time, Eugene... <laughs> Yeah. Lots of different stories. Okay. Eugene was a guy living in a house by himself, and he was a retired miner, disabled, living on, what, not, really six, not even $600 a month probably back then. And Eugene had a leaky roof. And when I went to check the roof, I needed help with And when I went to check the roof, this wasn't just a leaky roof i mean it was like it was encouraging the rain to come in so he couldn't use his bathroom he couldn't use his uh bedroom he couldn't use his kitchen he basically was left with one room with a coal stove in the corner the room was covered with black because of the coal stove and he had a very bad back that was his disability from the mines and he slept on a ratty couch with a piece of with a piece of plywood on it. And we, a group that uh, volunteers, not necessarily myself, went in there, and I kept saying to Eugene, so you went in to fix it. But anyway, I kept when I visited Eugene, I had to be very careful. I kept saying, well, I don't know if we can afford to fix this. I don't know if we have the people to fix it. I don't know anything. Don't count on anything. And in this mess that he lived in, uh sleeping on this plywood in a, in this soot covered room uh with a pan of potato just boiling potatoes that's what he lived off these potatoes eugene said to me he looked at me he said i don't uh, i don't care if you fix my roof i thought what do you mean you don't care if i fix your roof he said the only thing that means anything to me is that somebody cares. Now, the rest of the story. They did a good job on the roof, the volunteer group, and it was not cheap. About a month or two later, I hear that Eugene has died. And, of course, being very practical, I said to myself, Darn, and we just spent all that money on the roof. But then i realized they said eugene had died and they found him dead in bed i thought that was the greatest thing i've done in years eugene died in bed not on that ratty couch on a piece of plywood that's the story of eugene
8: Uh, so when we talk about who's got a zinger
1: jim justice (laughs) and well,
8: let's get some drops <laughs> now whose response i say who's responsible for this
6: unwarranted attack on my person
8: Jesus. like you know I, I know that's fucking harrowing to hear and uh technically didn't need to put that at the end there but the point being that jim justice yeah, what the fuck gets me? to be this fucking foghorn leghorn piece of shit existing Going on YouTube every week with baby dogs saying baby dogs need you to get the vaccine. And he has people in his state that that are that are are dying because
7: he doesn't want to fucking work. Well, and you know what? Like we've been doing this podcast three years now and every single billionaire, I think without question, every single billionaire, we have an angle where we go. Here's how they're dodging their taxes. And it's like, yeah, it's true. You know, federal taxes, some of that goes to like blowing apart Afghani fi- uh, pine nut farmers and, sure. you know, the war machine and all that. But also a lot of it goes to healthcare. A lot of it goes to education. A lot of it goes to social services. A lot of what these billionaires are dodging is help for people like Eugene. Yep. And it's just like when we talk about a guy like Jim Justice, the end of that Forbes article that I've been quoting all this episode, the end of the, the article is. 2 years into his term as governor in August I believe 2019 he calls a press conference to announce that he has finally paid back the taxes he owes wow. to the state of West Virginia so the governor 2 years into his term finally pays his taxes to West Virginia I think we've found a good billionaire and then <laughs> pays his
2: taxes to Credit Suisse
7: yes the article ends by saying, quote, <laughs> as for his obligations outstanding in o- other states, he says, quote, it may take a little while, unquote. Wow. So it's like, you know, when we talk about these people being just like relentless tax dodgers, these are like the literally the most powerful, most comfortable people on earth, and they can't just give back that tiniest little bit of scratch so that people with Eugene can have something approaching a decent life. Yeah. And with that <laughs>
5: Wait, wait, what you mean West Virginia ain't sexy <laughs> you know oh 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 why you this oh 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 you mean just because we ain't got beaches
9: <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's what they don't tell you about Eugene he died because he fucked too hard on the bed <laughs> it was like I got the bed back now it's time to get on tinder <laughs> West Virginia is sexy
8: And with that this has been grubstakers we really appreciate you supporting us on patreon and listening to our free episodes on soundcloud please rate and review and uh once again thank you to uh, brendan uh, m who sent the suggestion of jim justice please uh, follow us on twitter and reach out if you have a billionaire suggestion
2: and if you see us on the street give us a little kiss on the cheek
8: okay well i don't know about that but sure uh maybe two kisses if you uh, want to see our sources we put them on grubstakers.net when we're not lazy And with that, this has been Grumstickers. I'm Yogi Polywall. Mandy Palmer. I'm Steve Jeffries.
7: I'm Shumpy McCarthy. Yogi and I will be in uh, Portland September 16, Seattle September 17, 18. Thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting. Goodbye. You got to name the venue,
2: dude.
8: (laughs) Uh,
7: The Rendezvous September 17,
8: 18. uh, And the time. Siren Theater at September 16th, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. for all these shows. And uh, Annex Theater, David Bory, Maddie Smith, September 24, 25th at the Annex Theater.
2: West Virginia, sexy. <laughs>
8: <laughs> All right. Doodles. Oh, my audacity crashed. That's not great. Recover projects, please. Uh, <laughs> goodness. Hopefully that works. Save projects.
2: I was about to say your audacity wouldn't crash if you were using Linux. Okay, but yeah. that's probably not true.
7: Come, you had the audacity for a minute. Oh my goodness, Chris, cut all this out. Yogi, don't you even let me get started on my Microsoft Arc mouse, which was not compatible with my Surface Pro, oh, even no I returned no. it, and then I got a new one and the same fucking problem. Really? Maybe a driver issue. Yeah, you were the driver. No, I spent an hour on support with Microsoft. And. and no, nope. uh, no, no resolution. I, oh, I'm going to return it to Amazon, get a different mouse. Just get don't want Get the Surface
8: mouse, the one that breaks, 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 I'll, I'll. No, but
7: that's the one I had. Oh, really? I got that the, the, Arc Surface yeah, yeah, yeah. mouse. It yeah, yeah. didn't work? It worked for a minute and then it stopped working. Were you using what?
8: Bluetooth headphones as well? I was. Yeah, that's the issue. You can't do, do, do You can't do both? Oh, no way. No. What,
2: what a great product. Oh yeah, I no, You it's, know, it's, it's the shit. one, the one thing that works on every computer, uh, a, a wireless mouse does not work on the surface. Yeah,
8: it
7: works on Bluetooth, I'm pretty sure. It, so you can only have one Bluetooth at a time on the surface? I mean,
8: yeah, it sucks, but yeah, probably.
7: Interesting. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Told you to put Linux on it. Chris, leave all of this in.
5: <laughs> West Virginia sexy!
8: Hey, give me some yeah, I want some fucking props on that, Chris. I, I love that drop. That's a good drop. Thanks, man.